Last time around, we talked a lot about two well-known commentators, Scott Adams and Sam Harris. Both vaccinated and boosted up to the eyeballs, they're now taking different paths. Scott has admitted that the anti-vaxxers have won, while Sam is doubling down on everything. But who is doing more for the anti-Covid jab cause? The guy who admits he made the wrong decision but thinks anti-vaxxers were just lucky gamblers? Or the guy who is still pro-vax but is so unbelievably unhinged that he will put people off? I'm Andrew Elliott. I'm here with my brother Nick and we'd like to welcome you to this special presentation of the Sounding Board podcast. Welcome to Sounding Board, the home of freedom in the UK. It's great to have you with us. I was on the train today, going to London, Yeah, and uh, there was a young lady, probably, prob- I want to say mid to late 20s, right. difficult to tell the age, and you'll know why in a second, um, fully masked up. Um, I think she was the, on- the only one I could see on the train. This is on the train between Peterborough and London, not on yeah, the tube. Yeah, on the, on the, on the main train. Yeah. Um, and she'd been travelling from, from up north, so Somewhere it, north it had north. been, you know, obviously wearing it for a while. Um, cloth mask. Not particularly well fitting, um, you know, covering the nose and the mouth, but not you know, yeah, yeah. huge and gaps everywhere. One of the standard ill-fitting rubbish things that um, someone had made. Yeah, so even doing even, is it possible to do less work than a normal cloth mask? But you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, gaps and stuff. Something about thank you for the thanks NHS or something on the, on the front, all that kind of stuff. And I remember at the time thinking, I really, I, I, I struggle not asking people sometimes what they're getting out of it. Um, or, or you know, just, I mean, it just is wanting, now just, a signal of the mentally ill. Just wanting to know why, you know, what 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 possible reason, and seeing what they what they say, you know, because if, if it's a just for sport, if it's a if it's a, a vir- virtue signal, they're not going to say, oh yeah, I'm just virtue signaling, you know, just, just curious to see what they say. Um, but anyway, I, I didn't. Um, this is where I'll ask. I like to ask a question like, are you just virtue signaling? I, I remember years ago. <laughs> One of the questions you like to ask people if they're being a bit silly is, are you just retarded? Yeah. <laughs> that was about 25 years ago, I think, and uh, it, yeah. it still works. It still works because it really puts people on, on the wrong foot. Mm. That's, that's, that's a when did you stop beating your exactly. wife question, it's a, isn't it? It's not, even, it's not even a leading question. It's more than that. Mm. And you have to specifically refute it before you get into it. You have to refute the premise of the question. Yes. Which is why I love it so much. Anyway, I didn't didn't say a thing. Um, but then uh, she came into the vestibule towards the end of the journey, um, and my alarm went off or my phone went off. Um, so I just kind of picked my phone up out of my pocket, and as I held my phone, she noticed I've got like a couple of these like kind of crystal bracelets on, and she noticed those, and just we started having a conversation. And she's still masked at this. point. She's still masked at this point. So she went. Loose fitting didn't matter at all. Okay. Wasn't, wasn't blocking anything, <laughs> even um, sound. Uh, and we had a we had a chat about this and that and all sorts of stuff. And she was such a lovely, nice human being. You know, I, I kind of I, I was. You, you tend Did to you think s- you tend to think people who are still masked now are going to be the proper masked cameras. Um, but she was she was lovely. We had a great conversation. It was really nice. And it just I. It's, Did she start feeling sorry for her? What what? What well, yeah, I just it, it was. Um, I ended up just feeling a bit sad that these really nice people had just been absolutely brainwashed by mm. the media and everything. And she was obviously, you know, she, she probably yeah, she's probably wearing it all day. She'd been, you know, she'd she'd been at least, 
you know, would have had a couple of hours on the train wearing this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even like when she was, I saw her walking off of the platform, still, you know, still wearing it. And you just, I, she didn't strike me as being afraid as such. But I don't know. I just think it's really sad how some people are just. I mean, there are, there must be many many reasons why people do it. Habit, um, a sense of duty. Uh, yeah, again, I mean, no, no matter how misguided any of these things are, um, but I, I am staggered that there are still people doing it because it's now, it's it's completely reversed in terms of the numbers of people. You know, she was me on the train back in the height of it. Mm. The only person on in the carriage not wearing a mask. Um, and and so it's odd being in the minority like that. I mean, it was different times, of course, because there was a huge amount of pressure. And the, that pressure. The pressure to not mask doesn't really exist in the same way. At no, all, absolutely obviously. not. Absolutely not. Um, just as an aside, back in back in the day, back at the height of all this, would you ever, and this this occurred to me on the this happened to me on the train a few times when I was not masked, obviously, and there were you know, everyone else is. Um, you try and guess what people look like under their mask. Did you ever did you ever do this? Did you do this with her? Did you think I'm trying to fill in? Because well, you're, you're the human thing to do. That's, is to that's, try what, and piece that's why I said I was uh, I wasn't entirely sure of her age. Of course, because it's really it's really difficult. I could just see it. She had long hair, just about to see her eyes. And that was about it. But when you can't see the person's nose or the shape of their face, obviously the mouth, it, it's it's weird. And I remember being sat across from people uh, who who then on the journey would pull the mask down to eat or drink or something. And there's that moment you go, oh, "That's what you look like." Um, there was. Uh, there was one one the, guy. Didn't you, wasn't there a doctor or something who you said pulled his who, or consultant who you saw who pulled his mask down and looked completely oh, it looked different. Completely different. What I thought in his head. Yeah, yeah. The guy I saw um, who did uh, my hernia operation last year. That was really weird because I just had in my head what he looked like, and then he pulled <laughs> his mask down, uh, and I was like, "Well, who the hell are you?" Um, uh, There's a guy on the train I saw, and uh, and he had a beard that I couldn't see. <laughs> and so he pulls the mask down. He's got a beard, and that completely changes, you know, your face. Um, so it's just I that that was always a a, a weird thing. Yeah, a weird thing. I I've seen a few people in a few shops. It's less confusing, you know, like the masquerade ball type masks. Yes. You know, when someone takes that off, that's far less confusing than well, like Clark Kent style. Well, it's, it's, why, it's, why, it's, why, it's why Batman isn't. Yeah, Batman's mask isn't particularly effective. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or, or Clark Kent's glasses, <laughs> um, because you can see the jawline and and. But there's so much facial expression you get. Yes, yeah. The the bottom half of your face. So, yeah. Um, but she was right. But she spotted your your crystals and stuff. So yeah. this is someone you would expect to be. And I didn't. So it on wasn't, our side. It wasn't me starting. Yeah, it wasn't me starting the conversation. We we you know it was her. Um, so yeah, it, it it was. I mean, it was lovely. It was a really nice conversation, and I'm glad. I'm glad I met her. But I just felt sad that she was. So right, I'm intrigued. You didn't. I know why, but you didn't think throughout this conversation. As as you're getting to know her, and she's nice. Maybe I should ask about the mask. 
No, I didn't want to. I didn't did that, want to, I didn't, did that get more of a thing you knew you didn't want to do? Because you'd already decided before that you weren't going to ask. Well, now I, suddenly you're actually talking to her. I, yeah, so I, I, I didn't like getting asked about masks when I wasn't wearing a mask. Yeah. And so I wouldn't want to put someone else in the same situation. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't like it at all when, when I was asked why I wasn't wearing them or yeah, yeah, getting a mask thrust in my face when I'm walking into a shop. And you see, I've been waiting that. for the I, the... I I could have done it and it been a bit of a lie. Um, but I've been waiting for it to be genuinely a situation I've been in, uh, which is that I can't hear someone properly. Um, and part of... Because I've got only now partial hearing in one ear because uh, of this Meniere's disease... Uh, and I've I've always been ready to say you're going to have to remove your mask because lip, lip reading is, is becomes part of what you do. There's the um the the, the lady who bought the shop that Julie and I used to own mm, on the yeah, side. Yeah. Um, not completely deaf, partially deaf. She banned masks. She never. She's yes. like, you can't. I, if you if you wear a mask, I can't tell what the fuck you're saying. Yes. So I mean, yeah. Not in those words, but she like yeah. back. She's like, you're not you're not wearing a mask in here because I can't I can't tell what yeah, you're saying. Brilliant. So just don't don't wear them. Yeah. So, so throughout I've, the whole thing, I've been ready to say that to someone, and I've one thing is, I'm just I'm just a bit of a coward. I've I've wanted to say it, just to make a point, but you know haven't. But thing is, there's hardly any situations now. Thank thank the Lord. Uh, do you think? Do you think if they said? Right, there's a new variant and yada 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 ramped up the fear and then said, Right, masks are back for the summer. I mean I would love that because I think it would, I think people would just people have had enough now. Yeah. E- even the ones who are even certain people who've been, you know, masked and masked <laughs> again. You know, it's the real diehards now. Either yeah. the masked Karens or the people who have just been so brainwashed that they you know, they they feel they need to they feel they need to wear because it's it's not even like I mean there was there have been times when mask mandates haven't been around, but it's more acceptable to wear a mask. Like in 2020, before the mask mandate came, you'd see quite a few people wearing them. Whereas it's 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 a lot more rare now than to it was. see them than yeah. it was. Thing is, I I don't think that they ever managed to articulate the reason why you should wear a mask, and therefore it's impossible to then come up with the reason to stop. I think all of it was a, a you know a bit a strange bit of madness. Well, it was like it's like that tweet that I um, I showed you the other day um, from who's the climate lunatic George Monbiot. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there's a certain type of tweet that I love, which is X is so great we need to enforce it, and then by the end of the tweet it doesn't work. So it's it's normally like masks or vaccines, just like these yeah. vaccines are amazing. And he we was must mandate we must he? mandate them, but everyone needs to get them because if I'm vaccinated, I might, I might still catch it. Yeah. And it's like masks are fantastic; they're so good. But you need to wear them because you might give it to me, even though I'm wearing a mask. It's like it doesn't even last the end of the tweet. It's not like a huge thread. Yeah. It's like by the end of the 280 characters, this thing that was great doesn't, doesn't work. Can't. Uh, well, and the point is, the the, the overall statement cannot make sense. Mm. Yeah. But that. I mean, that kind of was masks. Oh yeah, all over. I mean, they were, they were actively. This, so I've been listening back to some of our. I, I've I've been going back over the last kind of five or six podcasts of ours um, at your request because I haven't really been listening back to them. Um, and it is it is a good thing to do to kind of go and question. It's, what you it's were not saying. always an enjoyable thing to no, do. No, no, and <laughs> you know, it's sometimes necessary. Yeah, um, 
And now I've forgotten what I was going to uh, say about it. What were we talking about? Masks. <sighs> what was I saying? We're not going back to the, the, the one of the I know, one of the ones you must have listened to is one on tangents, which goes all over the place. So we're going to no, try not to do that now. I know. That's two hours of all over here and over here and over here. Yeah. I've got some stuff. Carry on. If um, I, I will start with my my, my main stuff. Yeah. Uh, and and you just you can you can come back to that at some it point. It probably wasn't important. Right. Okay. So I've um I've 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 changed my tune slightly on something. Oh. Um. No. Not much. Not much. You turn if you want to. <laughs> it's not. A, it's not a reverse ferret. <laughs> um. But it's so. Scott Adams. Yes. I don't know if you've been had I'm a look at his Twitter not, feed or anything. Uh, no. Um. We spoke about his admission. His coming to the conclusion that anti-vaxxers were were the winners yes and that's as far as i got i i haven't i've i've seen various people uh, who i follow or whatever talk about either isn't this great or no it's not and i've 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 had all sorts of things i i was initially i remember thinking this is good i I, I remember i said and this is before he he came out and said that i remember saying we we specifically need people who are vaxxed to come out against it yes i was fooled and but no longer, no more. The only thing I saw in the last week was someone pointing out that one of the things he said was the whole thing was a coin toss, and they right, to- okay. coin toss, and they got it right. Right, there are a few things that he's been saying, which is obviously nonsense. Well, yeah. So he's he he he's been saying or tweeting a whole bunch of different things about why he got it wrong and why the unvax were right. One of them was you, you're right. He mentioned it was a coin flip. Um, that doesn't really go with the other things he was saying, though. No, so I, no, no. I, so, I will forgive someone saying something like that if what they really mean is you had two options. Because I think sometimes that's what people mean when they say that. It's like, well, of course, it wasn't random. Well, it seems it seems like so that some of the other things he's been tweeting. It seems like he's implying that it's a combination of confirmation bias and luck. Uh, right. Another time, it sounds like. It was a gamble that just happened to pay off. Is he rambling, like us on tangents? Is is he just now struggling a bit? No, these are so these are these are tweets where he's 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 basically trying to justify his position, and I think his position is my my analysis was sound. You just ended up being right. <laughs> so I I haven't done I haven't done anything wrong, um, but you've just ended up in in the right position. So I don't. I don't think he's on our side at all. How can his analysis be right and yet he be? Well, his, on the his, wrong side? his analytical methods. How, you've, just, you've just ended up. Okay, the analogy. Oh, how can he be? How can he be right then? Okay, the way I think of it is, okay, you're on you're on a night out with some friends in the pub, and a few a few of the friends. Uh, you've all had a few to drink now. You're pretty drunk. Um, some of them decide to go home and think, you know, we've had enough to drink now, we're going to go home. So they get in a cab and you say, no, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to carry on here and get smashed. And then the ones who get in a cab and go home, because of some freak accident, the car crashes and they're all injured. You know, you, you made the right decision to, to stay out and get smashed, even though that would appear normally to be the wrong decision. I think that's how he sees it. Right, right, okay. So it's like it's like blind luck, um, right? Yeah, I get what you're saying. 
and and there are things so he he's been mentioning things like the the fact that it was the people who are against the vaxes also we're, say that it's a so, bioweapon we're so lucky that the vaccine was really dangerous <laughs> I mean, it's just it's so bizarre i'm just going through his thought process applying it to us sorry say that again no lucky lucky that we made the decision not to have it yeah but it's it's just bizarre the whole thing's bizarre so he was saying stuff about it being a bioweapon right and saying well if you're saying it's a bioweapon why why would you not take the vaccine if it's so if it's so deadly and he What's, was i'm not saying it's coherent um other things like he's been going on about long covid he was asking alex berenson about long covid and hey, how did you assess the risks about long COVID? People were talking to him about. He was saying, "Oh, is there a list of is there a list of people I should, you know, I should follow?" Because obviously, I've got it got this all wrong the entire time. Who's 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 the it list of people? It sounds really disingenuous. Oh, it is. Yeah, all of it is. You know, who who are the list of people that I should follow to for the data, and or you know, or, or you know, that I should trust? And then some people are saying, "Look, it's not about it's not about um, you know trusting people. You should look at the data." And he's saying, well, I, I looked at all the data and I, and I assessed that it was all bullshit. Now what? Saying re- really weird stuff like that. So I think... Yeah, that sounds like... Right, we've got a new form of derangement syndrome. He's He's gone... So he he was the king of the red pill and he's gone back to being blue-pilled about this. Yeah. And it seems it just seems astonishing, yet true, that he just... He can't call bullshit on this stuff. He, and he can't... Right. This His analytical brain, which he says he has and he prides himself on he can't reason his way through this and he can't analyze why he lost so he's really really struggling that's what it sounds like it sounds like he's trying to be analytical he's trying to apply his analytical approach to why his analytical approach didn't work and 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 failing and and he's scrabbling around i mean it's like i i kind of get the the notion of saying why wh- who did you follow who did you read what data did you read and all this and of course you, we could go right back to February 2020 and say well I saw this data here that said that you know I, I looked at the Diamond Princess I looked at the data coming out of China I looked at the data coming out of um, uh, Italy and I made the judgment call right there and then that I'd be fine. Well, I was, <laughs> and so uh, with the majority. Of I people. was I was going back and I was trying to think. Okay, so how did everything else unravels from there? Though? How did how did I come to the conclusion that not just that the vaccine was dodgy, but that I wasn't going to take it? And because yeah, it was never on the cards for you and I. No, it goes for me. It goes back to February or March. The figures coming out of Italy. Yeah, and. Because it's all very well saying, oh yeah, everyone's data was was rubbish. Okay, fair enough. But the figures coming from the people who are pushing all yes. the all the mandates yes. told me that it wasn't serious. Yes, the ones that were not including uh, even know, with the even with the COVID deaths miscounted. Yes, that's your point, isn't it? Yes, yeah, I agree. I agree. Even when everything was classed as a COVID death, it still wasn't dangerous enough. I mean, it was for everyone else, clearly, for all the people who took the jab. But it, it, it still wasn't even flu. Yeah, and and the um, the safe and effective got me as well. It's like you can't possibly know that not after six months or seven months or however long the testing yes. was. Yeah. There's no way you can. That's 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 obviously a lie. Yes. Why are you lying? Yeah. So even if even yeah. if I was scared about about COVID and potentially, you know, let's say I've got some 
some condition where my immune system isn't great yeah. or whatever, yeah. Yeah. and I was scared about getting it, I still wouldn't get the vaccine at that point. No. No. You know, and he, he was he was talking about um well, you know, are you more scared of you know, are you more scared of COVID or are you more scared of you know that's, and, and he used long COVID a lot as well. Like, are you scared of long COVID or, or more of the vaccine? It's like you know, we've we've proven that getting the vaccine has n- does nothing, absolutely nothing about preventing excluding so, all the horrible things it does do. Yeah. Yes. So it's it's not like well, I mean you know, it's not like I've taken this and I've got immunity to this now, but unfortunately there are these other side effects. Yeah, you haven't, no you, haven't even, you haven't even got that. There are no upsides. Zero upsides. Yeah. Well, but they were never. It was never designed to do anything. It was designed to elicit a response, and not even a very good immunological response. And that's been proven. I still think that ultimately uh, they will be shown to have done nothing at all not even give any temporary immunity of any kind i'm i'm convinced of that purely because of the the different strains you know by the time the vaccines were yeah. um, by the time they got to the trials yeah it, it was already endemic the initial wuhan you know vintage version was already out there so it was it was pointless to do anything at all and then they're testing and, well, they, 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 well, there's an obviously an argument. Uh, this is uh, Gert van der Bosch's um, theory, isn't it? That it's it's the vaccinations that drove the uh, the different variants. Um, I'm not I'm not sure I I buy that particularly because I'm not sure it really does. I think when you've already I I don't think it when would you're tr- only pushing the first yeah so- the first spike. And then the spike keeps changing. What the hell is pushing the first spike going to do to make it change again? I'm I'm not an expert in this. I the way I understand it, and this is my theory, is that they wouldn't they wouldn't push, um, uh, they wouldn't push the kind of the the, the mutations um, in general because we've had coronavirus in the past. It was one like 1897, yeah. by 1899, it was like it was a cold. Yeah. Um, so they do mutate. Yes. I think what would probably happen is the, muta- the mutations that take will be the ones that get around the vaccines. So it won't encourage uh, right. yes. mutations, but the mutations that will take but, will be the ones that, that get around. But what we've just been saying, I'm trying to make it compatible with what we've just been saying, which is the vaccines don't confer anything at all. Oh, okay, yeah, in which case I've done nothing. Uh, that's, yeah. you see what I'm getting at? Yeah. I, I, I can certainly try and explain it based on them doing something, Yeah. Uh, but I think, I think it's entirely plausible that they haven't conferred any immunity of any kind and that therefore they haven't been something that the variants have had to try to escape from. And as you say, it's just a natural part of the evolution of this <laughs> unnatural virus. <laughs> I mean, have you have you seen the figures around how many? By again, this, these are their own their own figures. The figures coming out of Britain about how many, um, for example, I think it's like is it like fifteen to twenty five year olds vaccinated? It would take to prevent one um, one patient getting into the ICU. Is this new data? Yeah, it's something like it's over it's over one hundred sixty thousand. <laughs> right to to prevent, and this is this is this is just getting into the ICU. This isn't dying. This is yeah. just getting to getting into hospital with it. Yeah. Um, yet, one in eight hundred have a severe yes. side effect. One in a few, thousand, however many thousand, have not one hundred sixty thousand get myocarditis, and that's by their figures, which we know are going to be underreported because yeah. lots of people come in. And, and 
they probably aren't classing. Uh, we mentioned um, what's his name, the MP Andrew Bridgen, who's, who's got the you know gets hives or whatever and, and needs to permanently take antihistamines. That's almost certainly not classed as a severe um, reaction, mm. but yet it's still life changing. Obviously, there are degrees. He's not lost a leg, but if you have to take medication for the rest of your life if you have something that is very irritating even if it's not life-threatening those things are happening in much 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 greater numbers so there's there's nothing good nothing good coming out of them no at all my point with all that is that i would rather there are more sam harris's than scott adams i think i think really interesting because i i think people are just looking at sam harris and thinking, you this crazy. guy's unhinged. Right, so you don't... Right, I mean, I suppose we're early days in the awakening of Scott Adams. And if he is... I mean, I, I, I accused him of being disingenuous. I haven't even read any of this stuff. I'm doing that based on your characterization. If he's on a journey, if he's... I've also mentioned a derangement syndrome. And obviously that's, that's not quite the same as COVID derangement syndrome which obviously lots of people had. But this is the this is the waking up. This is the I'm realizing the vaccines are are bad for you kind of thing. And and, and we've we've spoken about the potential for mental health crises as a result of people waking up. If he's going through that process, it's not over yet. And it might start with him asking some stupid questions. But he might get there. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I hope he does. I yeah. Hope he does. Um, but I, at the moment, he's really I kind irritating. Of, right. But isn't that entirely predictable? Think about people you know who've been on the COVID bandwagon and they've been got hook, line and sinker, okay? And that if they were to start questioning it now, whether they'd be doing similar things to Scott Adams... The answer's probably yes. I don't know, I think... They're not just going to suddenly go, that was all bollocks, wasn't it? I really wish I hadn't had this. They're I, potentially going to... I've seen I've seen more people get angry that they were taken in. Right. And not necessarily that they were... That, that you know, that they still don't think that they were wrong to be taken in. It's more like a disbelief. I can't believe I was yeah. taken in. And that, that sounds like... It sounds like Scott Adams a little bit there as well because he was talking about people like, well, Fauci's had the jab and all the, you know, are you telling me that they, they don't, you know, they're taking saline and it's like, he might potentially, have, possibly, but it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter. Fauci's not in charge. Yes, you know, he was probably he was probably told that it was that it was fine and he got the message from above and he's just he doesn't he, he probably doesn't know that he's a puppet. Yeah, I mean that's. That's a huge part of all of this. But it's, you know, you, do people not remember the 20th century? Yeah. The only, the only difference is that now it's all governments going bad at the same time. And, in, and it, kind of in lockstep. But governments have turned against their people, you know, how many times mm. <laughs> in the 20th century mm. have, they, have they gone rogue? Um, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's in, I would okay. almost say it's inevitable. Okay, so in unlike the world wars of the 20th century, unlike any of the other very long-running conflicts and um, 
the rise of fascism and communism. I'd say not even conflicts, just just you know, greatly kind of forward mean. and yeah, uh, and and the purges and all of that exactly. Um, what you're saying, I think, is sorry to go all Kathy Newman on you, <laughs> is that what happened since 2020 is is unique. It, it's it's the first time that this many governments yes. have been against their people overtly, not even subtly so, but it's been, again, I'm going to use the word organised. I don't mean it in necessarily in those conspiratorial terms, but it spread very, very quickly. It was organised and it was it covered most of the planet. Every... So every government wants power. Yes. That's that's why they're there. Yes. They all want power. If you've got someone saying, you know what, you just need to do this and you'll get more power, yeah. what are they gonna do? Yeah. What are they gonna do? Yeah. It's it, it was it was only a matter of time before something like this happened and they thought, you know what, we can all capitalize on this. And if mm. everyone else is doing it, it's gonna be fine. We're not gonna look like the bad guys, we're not gonna look like totalitarians because the whole world's doing it. Well, and obviously we could talk about the difference between free markets and anything to do with the state. And by that I mean if there's no profit motive, then if if your if your job is is secure and you're just going to get paid then you're going to take your your work in a different kind of direction than you would if the market if it, if it dependent on the market and so you're going to end up with that's, that's how you end up with this bureaucracy it's how you end up with these people who go and game plan the spars epidemic because there's nothing saying don't do that. There's no disincentive for doing it. Well, in the, only in, an incentive. In the private sector, if you become more efficient, you get more money. Yes. In the public sector, the only way you get more money is by becoming inefficient. You know, it's it's by failing. Oh, we need we need more money now. Yeah. If you if you get if you get efficient in the public sector, your budgets are cut. Yeah. So there's no there's a, there's a there's an incentive to to become shit. Mm. Because that's the only way. We just need more people here. We need more people. We need more money. That's the only way this is going to work. And then suddenly your empire becomes bigger. Yeah. And the entire public sector is like that. But imagine being, you know, you've got your gold-plated job with its gold-plated pension, and and you're just and you are you're casting around for basically things to justify your existence. And so you come up with things that your, your, your brain is naturally going to end up. And I'm, I'm talking about a person in isolation, but of course, these people work in groups. They are working alongside all of the other people who are going to end up in the same position. And so it's going to reinforce itself. And it's going to be, what are the things that will guarantee the existence of the organization that supports me? If we can, if we can do more stuff, we can get more money. It doesn't that, yes. that stuff doesn't need to be beneficial to anyone. Doesn't need to add any value. It just needs to be stuff that we do. The only if we do more stuff, we get more money. And it and it is to serve the purpose of perpetuation, and that's it. And then you can start justifying all manner of things. And it's and it's this is how this is how horrible things happen in the name of the state. It's obviously creeps at that point, but. Yeah, the fact that some people wrote wrote down um, that if there's a virus, we should do this. 
And then, obviously, that's reinforced by billionaires saying, oh, got to be careful of viruses, got to be careful of viruses. I mean, the relationship between big companies in the state in that regard is an interesting one to get into. Um, it, and it is a complex relationship. It's not just as simple as one has captured the other. We've kind of hit on this a number of times recently, I think, when we've talked about social media and the revelations from from you know from Twitter and what the government's done. It isn't it isn't just as simple as one controlling the other. They they both want it. As, as you've pointed out, the the people at the tech company are the ones who are themselves already indoctrinated, as are most people, of course. But these are these are a special kind of lefty who really, really want the government to be strong. And so in their heart of hearts they would rather that their company failed but that the government didn't fall. So again, there's this there's this vested interests, if you like, that all collide, don't compete, <laughs> and end up with with 2020. Is that have we just have we just justified why there doesn't need to be a secret cabal? We've we've yeah we've we've hinted at this before, and that it's it's just people don't need to be told what to do. No, because they'll 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 do it anyway. Convergent opportunism again, but yeah. on a smaller scale, and it builds. People will do again. We did we, we did a podcast relatively recently where I asked the question: What would you tolerate? Mm. What, what what would you tolerate so that the the state wouldn't fail? And the answer is almost anything yeah. for most people. Yeah, we cannot possibly. But for the a, people, sorry to cut you off, the people working for that, it's worse. You're talking about just voters in general. But if we're talking about the people that their actual livelihood depends on, on the state, because they oh, work sure, for yeah. the state, but I was, I was, I was off thinking, the scale, isn't it? I was thinking you people like your... People who are doing reasonably good work now, like Dr. Asim Malhotra and these people appearing on the you yeah. know, appearing on the BBC, he's, he's never going to say what you or I would say no. on the BBC. No. Um, and, and they don't... They don't People like that don't need the marching orders. Toby no. Young doesn't need his marching orders. They can they can count on Toby. They can count on Toby for for saying what you know. He he provides just enough opposition, I would say. So well, naturally, self controlled. Yeah, as we've said. Um, so yeah, so um, C J Hopkins wrote an article which I forwarded you today, which I yes. thought was quite good. He's he's very good on this stuff, and I liked what he said about journalists specifically and those that have been not specifically chosen he, he's saying you could ask any journalists to come into twitter and, and investigate you know have a look at these files and they will all come to very similar conclusions and it's because if if they didn't they wouldn't be journalists it it, it, it to be a journalist means you have to have the this. selection process has already yes. occurred it's yes already occurred by, by the time you get to that point yeah and there's, there's it's a, it's almost like another form of the Overton window, isn't it? There's a a, a a a list of acceptable things. There is you can go this far and no further, um, and and therefore you're not you're not even going to see it. You you're not you're not even going to contemplate it because as you said, it happened so so long ago for you. These people weren't journalists for five minutes. They've been journalists for their entire career, and that's a it. it it only happens to a very, very small number of people. I mean, James Dellingpole is the biggest example of someone who was a mainstream journalist, not not up there, you know, 
But no, but he had he had a regular Telegraph column. He was you know he was on the, the national TV reasonably regularly. Yeah, you know he was he wasn't an entity. No, no. I can't think of another example. No, but it's and people like people like Alex Berenson are really winding me up. Um, yeah, because he is so desperate to 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 make himself the acceptable you know the acceptable vaccine skeptic. And, and, oh, and that's he's it. gatekeeper now, isn't he? He's trying to. He's trying to. I think you you said the other day he's trying to manufacture a centre ground. Yes. Um, to the point when he was trashing. Um, uh, oh, a patient of, of Pierre Corey. Patient of Pierre Corey, yeah, who's been who's suffered horribly um, since you know for like two and a half years or whatever since she was vaccinated, and he was just. I didn't get that. I really didn't get that. Was he saying that this person was a liar? It looks like it. Because that's what got me. It was, is that the hill you want to die on? Really? You want to you want to pick on someone who is experiencing lots of problems? I mean, even if you think that, why why would you why, why would, would you, you stick it? why would you quote tweet it and stick it on your that's Twitter account with at. hundreds of thousands of followers? That's what I'm getting at. Has he has he done that with people with long COVID? Not sure. Because we, we can talk about long COVID and whether or not it's either a combination of all in the mind or actually a series of other illnesses that have occurred or viruses that have been woken up inside you. Yeah, I mean, there was, or, there was a theory that it was, it was Epstein-Barr, yep, I think it found, yep, hadn't they? Yep. I mean, I, I had... It would certainly count for a lot of the symptoms. Yeah, I, I had uh, post-viral fatigue after swine flu, which I've spoken about in the past. But I don't know if that was another virus that had yeah. awoken in me. Well, I had it after Epstein-Barr, um, so right. for for me that was that. Yeah, that could easily be mistaken f- yeah. for those kind of symptoms. But the people out there, and you know, again, they've done they've done they've done studies. I hate saying that, but you know, there's, there's been research now showing that it there's an awful lot of it that. What have I seen? It was something. It was something really crazy along the lines of. I can't remember how it categorised it, but it it was basically saying that the people who thought they had long COVID, oh, I can't I can't articulate it at all. I tell you what I haven't seen. Yeah, self-employed people with long COVID. <laughs> yeah. No no contractors I know have have had long COVID or anything like it. Yeah. Plenty of public sector workers. Yeah. I didn't want to say it was all in the mind, but it's what the stats kind of lead you to believe. I think, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be out there with someone saying, "Oh, I feel terrible. That's I've got not, these symptoms." Okay, you can and you, shout at them as saying you're a liar. You can have um, you can have absolutely real symptoms, yes. and it be all in your mind. Yes, there can be psychosomatic symptoms. Yes, so it's not to say that they're not feeling rough, and they're not. Yeah. Maybe they don't have energy to do anything at all. Yeah, but it it's possibly generated by yeah. their by their mind, particularly if you're if you are the types of people who've got it. Uh, again, this is not all of them, um, but a lot of them seem to have been, you know, really, really fearful. Yes. Which is the the you know, and they're almost suffering from a reaction to that fear. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So in that respect, it's real. It's it's like like mass hysteria when something happens yes. and suddenly, oh no, we've all, we've all got it. We've all got this 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 virus. Well, and you you almost it's um, uh, not psychosomatic but uh, sympathetic. Yes. It's, it's almost how you're experiencing it. And there could be. It's there could bad, be a, so I must be ill. There could be a whole number of reasons why people get it. Yeah, 
I'm sure post-viral fatigue was some of it for some people because I, I, I was, I wasn't myself for weeks afterwards, and it got it got better, but I, I wasn't 100 percent for weeks. Mm. And it, you know, initially, I was coming home from work and falling asleep, yeah. absolutely wiped out. Yeah, um, uh, the fatigue was the reasonably unique quality for me when I when I had it, um, and that, but it only lasted like two weeks. Yeah, so I had a little bit of. I had a little bit of fatigue after I had it. Um, in fact, that was and that was that was worse than having it for me, because it only lasted a couple, like four, yeah. four, five days for me. But I had a couple of weeks of just not benching very much down the gym and being <laughs> doing generally a little bit tired. Nowhere near what it was like after swine flu. Yeah. Um, but I was I was I more tired than I didn't than normal. stop work. No, I just maybe took the odd hour off in the afternoon. Yeah. So that, that's that's kind of how it was. So obviously, it was abnormal, but yeah, yeah. I, I was going to bed a lot earlier. I was mm. getting knackered, you know, by, by, mm. by early evening, and I was, I was struggling down the gym. Um, but it's just that's what happens when you fight off a virus. Your body's a little bit knackered afterwards. Yeah, it needs to replenish. So I don't, I don't think that's long COVID. No. So going back to so call, we called bullshit on that straight away as yeah. well. Well, again, this he because well, we, we, we both had post viral fatigue. So, so we, we both, knew what it was. We yeah. both knew yeah. what it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it also, again, uh, it, this is a tough one, isn't it? Um, being, able to, being able to sniff out the bullshit. Is that analytical? I don't know how much gut was involved in that. But something didn't seem right about the notion of long COVID. Not least of which because... It seemed to be invented very, very soon after. It wasn't like it wasn't like it took six months before some people started saying, "Hey, this is this is weird." It seemed to occur within weeks, and it's like, well, how long does it need to be for it to be long COVID? It was like April, I think, wasn't it? But this, that's what I'm saying. It, was, it was definitely in the first lockdown. Weeks, and so you're going long COVID. It's like it's only just come around. If you've if you've only just recovered, if you did have it reasonably seriously and of course I expect you to be a bit weak now if you've come out of hospital or or whatever so yeah and again post-viral fatigue yada 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 but call, even even calling it long COVID felt like just pure politics yeah. a bit, I, I put long COVID as a term straight in there with new normal which was said way too early to again that, that aroused suspicions massively and and we'll probably have a vaccine within the year. <laughs> These are all things that were warning flags. You've got, you've got the data. Scott, if you're listening, <laughs> we looked at the data early on, even, even the government's data, and it showed it wasn't very serious. And then we saw stuff like that, which were proper warning flags you can have you can have the best analytical brain on earth if you can't call bullshit on but something it's going to be useless wasn't this a form of analysis I, I i don't even like his binary way of thinking that I, i'm analytical and you are heuristic it's too simplistic isn't it yeah and if you look at we analyzed we this wasn't all gut we 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 already had the gut feeling and we used the analysis to confirm it. I yeah, I I think it was easier for us because we we knew we knew that governments can go bad. 
Yeah, <laughs> we knew that we knew that they could go against their citizens. Yeah. Um, so we we didn't have we didn't have a part of our brain saying this can never happen. Mm. Um, so even even with you know if we if we hadn't been where we were if this had happened twenty years ago, I might be thinking part of my brain's thinking this is all bullshit all these red flags but then part of my brain thinking no the government wouldn't do that would it so I maybe there I were these still... two conflicting thoughts whereas there, there was no cognitive dissonance with that it's like oh of course that's happening we've I mean we've talked about this before and I I, I used to pride myself on my political predictions and and then that just went out the window and, I, and, and it actually went out the window over the Brexit period of time because that's when politics yeah because you got 2015 right didn't you Yes, and I got several elections before all that, right? And then, and, and a few other things as well. Even, even you know, cabinet changes and stuff like that. It's like that person's going to go out, and that person's going to come in, and all this, and, and, and be reasonably right um, about. And I'd, I'd be able to predict the future of a young, young, young up, and, up and coming, you know, backbencher, and going, right, well, he, he's going to end up, you know, somewhere far. Um, but then, kind of say, since Brexit, that's when. And I know we've, we, people have talked about, you know, Brexit being one of those things, um, Trump coming in being another one of those things that kind of broke, kind of changed politics in a fairly major way. The cathedral getting punched in the face. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That was uh, all punched in the eye or something. It was, it's a uh, yeah, Dave Smith. Yeah. That was a good, yeah. Uh, but since then, my my political radar has just been completely uncalibrated, and I've not been able to get it back. I thought in early 2020, when it's when they're announcing a you know two week lockdown and all this kind of stuff, I'm thinking to myself, this is because I still have that traditional political mindset. This is Boris Johnson, forever associating the NHS and saving it with the electorate under under a Tory government under a Tory government, and and I'm there going, this is a this is a a horrific horrendous way of doing it. And obviously, I don't support any part of it, but I could see you coming out of this going, "Look what we did! Isn't it lucky that you had a conservative government when this happened?" Because and forevermore, you can't. Any time anyone says NHS isn't safe under the Tories, you get to say, oh, "But look what we did in 2020." And that was obviously a completely stupid political prediction. But I, that, I genuinely thought. It'll be over in a few weeks. Yeah, the only the only thing we got wrong, I think, were our predictions. Yeah, that they were they were a little bit wrong. You know, I predicted that Mars would have would have gone sooner. Um, yeah, we were... oh, yeah, that was quite funny. That was a funny <laughs> one. I was I was proper blackfield at that point. Yeah. But there there is this, there's a whole host of journalists, people in the media, celebrities, whatever. That, as you say, like Alex Berenson, they're just. They're just there to foster enough about what's going on. To well, it's this notion of limited hangout, isn't it? We've not really talked about that yet, but it's as I said, it's, C.J. Hopkins described it as a, a a part of the psyop, which is well, you need to admit something about it now. So admit something, so we can move on to the next psyop, and it'll be enough to give enough people something to talk about. Some form of closure, because, maybe because they've had they've had absolutely nothing for years. You know, three yep. years in this case, they'll be just jumping for scraps. Mm. So let's give them a few scraps. We'll yeah. admit to this, yeah. and and oh look, Ukraine, yeah, or whatever the next thing is, gastos, climate change, Taiwan. Take take your pick. 
Yeah. I mean, I think so. I, I I had this theory as well, and I, I'm not sure. I've obviously got no evidence about it, yeah, for, for this whatsoever. But I, you know, like the culture war stuff, mm. like Nicola Sturgeon getting tied in knots um, around transgender rapists in women's prisons. Did you see um, what's the name's tweet? Um, J.K. Rowling's tweet. Which one? She sent a few. Oh right. Oh, this one. It was something to do with uh, that belongs in my. I sent box you that. Of, oh, did you send that to me? Yes. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's the one I sent to you. My, yeah. Was it my box of missing fucks? Or yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, she 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 writes well. <laughs> Funny that. Um, but uh, yeah, so stuff like Nicola Sturgeon getting, which is you know, and people have been, people have been you know asking awkward questions about this. For a while, I remember Lisa Nandy getting asked about Christopher Wharton, who was another male rapist. Who, yeah, was that the one who changed his name to Karen White? I think there were so many of these. Right, it could be actually, but there might have been another. But there was at least at least one. I remember Karen White. Yeah, um, where again, it's like male rapist. I've I've worked out at this point. I'm going to jail. Oh look, I'm going to transition, give myself an easy life. And she said, No, no, we must respect. The uh, yeah. you know all, all offenders deserve the right to to be in the yeah. prison of their choosing all that kind of stuff, uh, and but obviously nobody you know pe- people are asking these people questions, but the media isn't showing it now. Suddenly, they're yeah. uh, you know they're, they're, at the they're time getting... at the time that was considered such an edge case that it wouldn't happen again. There was a denial in the public, I think, not among people who've got it, but there was a denial certainly in the media. And certainly among politicians, that that couldn't possibly happen again. Oh, you're you're picking on this one and only time where it might happen. You should stop it happening at all. Agreed, but it was. I wasn't saying I was looking forward to the other examples of it because I really wasn't. Because these were always horrible, horrible things. And of course, what we 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 we're raising the the flag here, saying this is going to happen again. You should deal with it now before it happens again. And it's happened again and again and again and again. So to a certain degree, it now can't be ignored. No, I don't think that's necessarily the reason the media are going for it now. No, but I, I think I think what happens is uh, there are certain things that are engineered to bubble away under the surface, ready for knowing, yes. not not necessarily ready to get to get brought out as a distraction. I think they. That's want, what I was about to say. <laughs> I think they want constant. Culture war distractions. Okay, none of this. Right. Oh, we need this now. We need. I think they want constant distractions. So they have but these to things flare up occasionally. They have these things bubbling away, knowing that at some at certain points, this thing's just going to blow. And when it blows, that's fine. That'll be that because be it'll distract from all sorts of other stuff. Yeah. So it's not that they're, you know, thinking. Okay, now we're going to turn on the, the the trans issue. It's like this is going. This is going to blow up at some point. But it's going to mean Let that they're it. looking over there. So they've got lots of these little things that are kind of that, that, will, that will will just pop up every now and again, and the public will be. But do you think distracted? Right. But do you think there's? I mean, what you said was the media weren't really paying it any attention. No, but the media now are paying it attention. Yes. Do you think that therefore is within the bounds of how we've already just described the people who work in the media a natural event? It flaring up. I think it's got to the point now. They where, didn't get the memo, is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not sure. I think it's got to the point now where they, where it's it's kind of unavoidable because everyone's talking about it anyway. So maybe they've got 
the call from on high saying, you know what, you can talk about that now, or just just do a piece on this. Just 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 go go and ask Nicola Sturgeon this one question and push on it. Yeah, <laughs> I loved the bit of that where the person asked the interviewer asked about the equivalent a woman transitioning to a male going into a male prison, and uh, and she, again, it's just she's got no answer for this stuff. And she's like, no, of course not. Oh, so you, they're not equal then. He's like ah, and it is. It's well, no, no that was the, the that when when he asked about the equal, that was is there are there any is there any point when a woman born a woman would get put into a male prison? Are there any circumstances at all when a woman? Um, so but was, that was his point. The point was this is a woman born a woman that would transition to a man in order to go in. I don't. Male he, I don't think he said transition to a man. Right, but it, it doesn't. That's matter. the implication, though, isn't it? The implication is. That these are men born as men who are going into women's prisons. So all you need to say is, "Woman born as a woman going into male prison," and she was like, "No, no, no." <laughs> I mean, I think I said to you today when you sent me that when you sent me that little video to watch. It, this is this is the low hanging fruit. This is it's very very easy because the whole thing, the whole intersectionalism, all of it, is built not just on lies, but on nonsense oh it doesn't make any sense whatsoever you cannot make it make sense so in that respect it doesn't take anyone any effort to do what that journalist well and interviewer there, 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 did. there was well dr deborah so i think that's how you pronounce her surname um do you, do you ever have you ever followed her? Never her. Very, very good um she's a she's a probably i'm not sure she was never that involved but she's probably the closest to a female member of the intellectual dark web. Oh, okay. Um, right. Very, very clever, very, very astute on all these things. And she just tweeted saying, in the near future, all rapists will be women. You know, taking it to the election. <laughs> I'm thinking that is horrific, but that's the way it's going. Yeah. Isn't it? That's absolutely yes. the way that it's, being, yes. that, that it's being pushed. Yes. There will be no male rapists in 2030. Oh. And I wish I'd have... I wish I'd have, you know, thought that. Yeah, it's it's horrible that anyone has to think that. But uh, I'm absolutely, you know, you know absolutely. No, it's not about glorification of a point. It's it's that that's very very well observed, because that's that appears to be what's happening. Mm. That appears that's to the me direction. the trend. That's yes. the, the direction of travel. Yeah, it's time for a scotch. I'm glad you said that because I've got a question for you that may be scotch, maybe scotch worthy. Right. Okay. So. As you can see here, I've got a very sample bottle. No, no, this is a, this is a small bottle. It's obviously unlabeled. Um, this was given to me by a colleague of mine in the office, who I've only been working with for about a year, um, and he he knows I like whiskey, and he got this from the distillery in the Highlands. Okay, okay. and it is quite a difficult one to get hold of. Uh, this is. Uh, this is a Singleton, but it's not the Singleton of Dufftown, which you can just get everywhere. Mm. This is the Singleton of Glenord. Okay. Uh, Twelve-year-old. Hang on. Is this going to... Oh. Little, little satisfying pop. Uh, so I'm just going to give you... Uh... Oh, oh, thank yes. you. There you go. Get a load of this, because it's incredibly nice. Okay. It's very easy. Cheers. Cheers. It's 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 such an easy drinker. Oh, it smells lovely. It's got a lot of nose mm. as well. Do 
just instantly relaxes oh, me. Oh, that's amazing. Instantly relaxing. It's a breakfast sweet. whiskey. Yeah. It, it, it's, very, it's very sweet. It's kind of mm. caramelly. It's not... It's not smoky. You could just not knock that back. I think, couldn't you? It's it's one of those. Yeah, it's just it's just lovely. Yeah, that's the nicest new scotch I've had for a long time. Well, and it's been a while since I've had a new scotch. Mm. Um, so enjoy. Yeah. So one am of I, am I not going to enjoy this conversation? Well, no. Okay. It's not completely black pilled. But one of the things I was thinking about recently, and I wanted to, you know, um, ambush you with on the podcast. <laughs> Was uh, and we've been, we've been talking a lot recently um, uh, about tyranny, obviously. And in the past, we've done podcasts on. I did one on uh, Nikolai Ceausescu, and yep. we've talked about the Soviet Union a reasonable amount, and Nazi Germany, and and, and lots mm-hmm. of things like that. My question to you, and I, I so I neither of us are historians, so this is just going to be a gut feel uh, or something, something to explore. Yeah. Okay. Is the 20th century the worst century ever in terms of, 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 of like, tyranny? Because we talk about, I mean, obviously in absolute numbers it is, but then more people were on the earth sure, in the 20th sure. century than, than, than before that. But we talk about Alexander the Great, and we talk about the Crusades, and, we, you know, we, we talk about Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. And the Roman Empire, and and you know, there were lots and lots of you know, we talk about the Dark Ages being a horrific time to be alive. I think, I think what you're saying is they've got nothing on Mao, not just Mao. Okay, Stalin, Mao, Stalin, Adolf Hitler, Enver Hocha, Nikolai Ceausescu, Pol Pot, Pol Pot, um, the Kim Dynasty, yeah, um, which is happening right now. Which is yeah, which exists right now. Um, it's just there are there are so many. Let alone various African dictators and yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. But it, in just such a short space of time, we had well, like the Great Leap Forward. You had like the gulags in the Soviet Union and going yeah. on at exactly the same time as North Korea as well. Um, you know, obviously Hitler is. You know, if you ask most people who's the worst person in you know in history, they'll probably say Adolf Hitler because he killed a, a lot of people in a short space of time. But I think. Pound for pound, he had nothing on Pol Pot, mm. and obviously over a you know who's who's the worst, the one who killed ten or twelve million people over a few years, or the one who killed sixty million over over a longer period of time. Mm. So there were just and there were so many, and we you know we had two obviously world two world wars as well in this period of time. You know we talk about the Dark Ages being bad; they've got nothing on the twentieth century, absolutely nothing. I think you've answered your own question there, haven't you? Well, yeah. So, in my in my opinion, in my with my limited knowledge of history, I would say that I'm not saying that bad things haven't happened. Of course, of course, um, and that these times weren't horrific. In fact, in in general, living standards were horrific. Just just yes, there just was getting more death by, just anyway. getting by. Yeah. But in terms of governments and states and you know okay. leaders doing bad things, I think I think the 20th century just yeah for me it's I the would worst. say. I would say that the 21st century is getting off to a it's, great it's, start. That was exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> it's not not to say that the 21st century can't outdo it, because it's doing a good There's, job so far. But it's not. There is a, a general sense that because war is now fought far away, that it can't it can't come back again. Um, that you know, war hit the UK and Europe obviously Europe more, in, in the Second World War. Um, 
and it, and it hasn't since. Wars have been foreign since then. Uh, and there's been, I mean, there's been a, a tremendous amount of conflict at the latter part of the 20th century and the early part of the 21st century, um, which is more low level, if you like. And I'm including the terrorism and the war on terror and the various invasions of Afghanistan and Iraq and well, there's been there's been so many. Uh, those are the those are the ones that you hear about. Um, but the idea that war is something that's not going to happen again, proper war, is something that our generation, even our parents' generations, kind of grown up with. Yeah, although they're doing their best to kind of to get it to make a comeback at the moment. Well, certainly with with, with the Russia and, and talking Ukraine. about you know, oh talking planes about now, F sixteens yeah. now, yeah, yeah, exactly, and this. The the idea is, I mean, it, just talking about that specifically for a moment, doesn't it feel to you like maybe the last year was just softening up? They couldn't they couldn't just immediately send tanks and planes. That it needed to build up to the point where they're going. Well, we have to now send tanks and planes because sending tanks and planes is is like that's. That's not just a little bit involved, is it? I mean, we've we've made this point about about Yemen. We've made this point about the supplies, the well, Ye- Yemen, 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 absolutely. They were, you know, they, they were British planes. Mm. Um, you know, they they got that. They got they they did that almost immediately. Yes, to placate the Saudis. Yeah, but but now it's it is getting real, or it looks like it is, or it looks like it could. Um. So yeah, that. But again, that's not the same as the conflict hitting our shores. I mean, we're seeing impacts. We're obviously seeing impacts. Yeah, but but even as again, this is as as bad as the world wars were. They had. I mean, they didn't kill as many people as Stalin and Mao. So no. the the worst things about the twenty first, sorry, the twentieth century during weren't, the wars weren't during wars. They were yes. they were governments turning against their own people. Well, and so. We've had the largest going against its own people that we've ever seen in the last three years that beats all of it, not in death terms yet, but in terms of a coordinated attack on citizens. You can argue that the information war, you know, what Alex Jones has been going on for 20-odd years is... Is where they've kind of worked out. Oh, the best way. Well, why are we fighting each other with tanks and guns when we can just? We all know. We all know our own populations and know what is best to attack them directly. So, what Australia does to their people will be slightly different to what the UK does to its people and Germany does to its people and all that kind of stuff. That's that's so much more efficient than us sending our armies halfway around the world to to do this stuff. We can we can get at our own people. So there's a there's a notion, there's an argument that they've worked out that that's easier over the 20th century. And it's now getting worse but in a fundamentally different way. But to come back to what you said about comparing that century, kind of ignoring 21st century, which you kind of have to because it's obviously not complete. It's not enough of it, yeah. No. I mean, there has been fucking enough of it. But I, th- I, think, I think you're right. I can't... On any 
objective measure. Yeah, I mean, it still hasn't as, as as tough as the last three years have been for lots of people. Yeah, it still hasn't been. Oh, the, the, the birth population has still grown. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's, it's still not. It's not Soviet Union. No, um, that's not to say it. You know, the, 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 it couldn't get to that. But no, currently it's not. And it's not like North Korea is now everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something. Uh, something happened in the twentieth twentieth century, and it started. I mean, it almost kind of started with, um, with Karl Marx. Well, that was which uh, was obviously yeah. late nineteenth century. No, yeah. Um, and and it's almost like the. The the birth of obviously a horrific ideology uh, as is has now been proven. Yeah, I think I, I think that was. I think a lot of it was used as an excuse, and I'm not. That's not excusing Karl Marx because what he actually wrote was horrific. Yes, but it's. But what I'm saying is, it that moment while seeming less horrible at the time, because it hadn't been shown. <laughs> Not even an approximation of communism had been tried at at that point, but it felt like that was a a, a turning point in some in some way, and that it almost not necessitated, but it it enabled. encouraged, it enabled the counter side of it, the the the, the fascist side to rise as a result. Well, so yeah, you then had these two seemingly competing ideologies duking it out over the 20th century I think that's a gross oversimplification of course but it it did seem to start then and suddenly suddenly there was an ideology um, that existed that you could you could tell someone in in simple terms and it sounds gosh oh, sounds good doesn't yes what if everyone just did what they could and we gave everybody what they needed well what if we gave everybody the same surely that's fair yeah, everybody is equal under this ideology. Mm. Sounds, you know, to a moron, that sounds great if you don't think yeah. it through. Um, so a great way of controlling the masses. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who's to, who's, to, who's to say that something happened and they would have used something else um, yeah. you know, in well, the 20th I'm, century? I'm not, I'm not I, putting it all down to I, Karl Marx. No, I'm just saying it's kind of... It that, was very handy. Yeah, and he's got a lot to answer for. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, did the human race... I don't like the word, but evolve to the point where new ways of controlling humans were needed, or we got so successful in terms of improvements to living standards, the amount of free time that that humans started having, and you know this the 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 leaps forward, not the great leap forward, the leaps forward in in technology and in living standards that were delivered by the market. <laughs> um, did that mean that there was more time on people's hands? There was more room for the state because they were so they were you sort of getting out they were definitely looking at more ways to get back the control they lost with the Industrial Revolution. Is, yes. Is my opinion. So there were, you know, that there there was a, a a hell of a lot of control. And then suddenly, but it was oh, okay, different. We've, we've, we've lost some of this now. We Not need like to get that back. Feudal control was fundamentally different, wasn't it? Yes, but we we can't have that anymore. So we need something new. Yes, we want we, we want control of you. Yes, we've lost what we had. 
We need something else. Yeah. And we need to convince you that you're a part of it and, and that it's in you your want interest. It. Yeah. Yeah. And I think but I and that's where I think that's one of the things that fascism and communism share. Would you agree? Is the notion that Oh, they're both collectivist. Yes. They're, they're both that's collectivist. What I was about to say. Yeah. They're both collectivist. And that's what was Again, this could be historically illiterate. Is that what was missing up until that point? Co- collectivism is, in in all its forms, is yes, yeah, certainly one of the evils of the probably the probably the greatest evil of the twentieth century. Well, it was the greatest enabler of evil. Yeah, in the twentieth century. But how were the, were there were there other collectivist ideologies, regimes, etc. in the in the more distant past? Or I is, don't. I don't think so. Yeah. Because we we did that, well, I did the um, that segment on a podcast previously about the history of government, yes, and, and how it starts yes. off. It's like okay, well, you know, it was like originally tribes that were un, that were unsuccessful with their own harvests, so we need to loot another harvest, and then yeah. eventually they work out, well, if we don't kill them all off, we can come back here next year and loot yeah. a bit of their harvest again, just give them enough to carry on and give them a bit of a say. And yeah. then eventually it's like, well, hang on, if we, we're moving around and collecting lots, lots of bits of other people's harvests, why don't we just take this area over completely? We don't have to move, and they, you know, they 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 work for us, and it's all done by fear. And then it's like, yeah, okay, we can't manage the fear on 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 our own, so we need favoured merchants and and traders and mercantilism and that kind of stuff. And then it's eventually okay, well, to encourage the notion that if you work with us, you'll get rewarded. Yes, and then it's like, well, hang on, we still we still can't maintain this. Now we need to give the people a say. Yeah. Um, and okay, so now we'll, we'll we'll give we'll give them a say on who they vote for, but it's. You know, it's all within the same yeah. the same group of families or whatever. Yeah, um, you can you can just choose. Yeah, you, know, you can you can choose between these options that we give you. I wouldn't um, say any of that's particularly collectivist. No, no, no. But the, but the collectivism is the next mm. next thing. It's like now we're all government. We're all the state. Yes. You know, it's it's not just it's not you, just, you, you own. This. It's not just that you decide. Um, uh, you know who governs you. It was it, it, initially it was you decide who what governs you, and now it's like you get a little bit back. In fact, you might get more back than you put in because mm. because if you're if you're worse off and you're in you're in a greater Favorite need, status. then well, and then it, 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 you know, communism, socialism is all about need. If you're in greater need, yeah, of course we'll give you we'll give you more. Oh, that sounds good to me. I'm going to put my cross yeah. in this box here. Yeah, I think the notion of public ownership, as in that all of the public, not the state. Because obviously it's actually the state, but that the, the all of the people together co-own all of it—the land, the infrastructure, and, and and everything like that. I mean, it's genius, isn't it? To, if you convince people of that, then and you just obviously you need me to administrate that exactly, exactly. And you get these wonderful administrators like Stalin, like Pol Pot, like Enver Hoxha. Fascism is different though in that regard, isn't it? Because it's it's a different cell yeah and it's more i mean obviously you've got more of the the you know the nationalist in there um the the racist yeah, uh, and, yeah you get you can get you I get know, you get that with the others as well with, yeah there have been national socialists in the past i know <laughs> but you you get so that again that was the main difference that's why they one of the reasons they fell out you yeah. had the national socialist and the international socialist yeah 
so then the National Socialists became right. Okay, well, if we're not in favour with you, perhaps we'll try some of the stuff that Mussolini's trying. Yeah, yeah, the 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 third way. The well, new way. and this is it, and it's it's. I can't help but thinking of centrism when I think of fascism now, because it's oh well, of course the state needs to have some power, and the market needs to have some power, so and they need, and they need to work together. Yeah. And it's just it's just Boris Johnson's magic fifty fifty. Yeah. We're not gonna we're not gonna own yeah. we're not gonna own you like the communists want to own yeah. you. We're just gonna have these regulations in place and we just need to you oversee everything. You will yeah, be, be free. your companies. You we just, you just need to, to cede a little bit of control to us and everything will be fine. Because we're looking after you. Yeah. That that was We'll look special. after you, but we won't own you. Yeah. Because Nazism is a is a, a specific flavour. Yes. Of of, of fa- in fact in fact, I mean Mussolini was the the only true representation of fascism because even there was still quite a bit of socialism with the Nazis yeah. as well. Um, you know, Mussolini's Italy was a, a, a truer representation of, of fascism. Mm. Although we've seen again, we've seen a lot of it in the last three years. Well, yeah, exactly. By the back door. But the thing is that it's fascism is it's like it's like the term racist, in that you know it was it got used to the point where people now don't see fascism when it's right in front of them. Yeah, everything was fascist in 2016, in particularly in America. You know, Brexit was fascist. I'd argue that we did Trump's fascist early enough. I think I think we spotted it pretty early on. I, because because I, I remember I remember us saying prior to 2020. That if if actual fascism came along, people wouldn't say it, and then having a bit of an "I told you so," yeah, in early 2020, saying, "Look, nobody spotted it." Yeah, no, this is medical fascism. Nobody spotted it at all. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to blow our own trumpet, but I will. A yeah, we bit. do. We do. <laughs> Not to be entirely blackpilled, the uh, the white police, the stuff like the Soviet Union, you know, ended. Um, mm-hmm. And it's far, far better. I mean, it's, it's like I'm, I was, I was trying to think of a comparison, but it would be maybe not as extreme as this. But it would be like imagine if North Korea turned into Sweden, yeah, or or Switzerland. Switzerland is even better place. You know, somewhere, somewhere, somewhere like that. You know, somewhere, somewhere either Scandinavian or one of these countries where they've still mm. got they've still got a reasonable, you know, they've still got reasonably high taxes. They've got quite a big safety net. So there's there's elements oh, but it, but of socialism and fascism, but it's completely different from what North Koreans have now. That was like you know the, the Soviet Union where you had gulags and people were well, starving and I mean, the gulags that, were that, sent to, off to Siberia. That difference. Is what we crave from what we've got. Yes. Isn't it? Because we, we would rather there was no state at all, but we'd take a massive reduction. Yeah. We'd I'd, be cheering. I'd take 2004. Yeah. Do you want to go back to 2004? But yeah, yeah, I'd rip your arm off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it just yeah. seems crazy now. When at the time, I'm, I'm, yeah, I remember thinking, God, all these taxes I'm paying. I'm not even, I wasn't even. Uh, yeah, no, I wasn't the, just... I was in the higher tax bracket at that point, but you know, okay, if you get, if you get back to like two thousand and one, two thousand and two, I'd have been in a lower tax, you know, bracket, and I'm still thinking, oh, bloody Labour government, all this kind of stuff. I'd take that any day now. Yeah, any day. It's shocking, isn't it? Mm. The so, rise but, but, of the state. Yeah, but the, the white pull is that, that it can, you know, it, it's it's going to be a while before we get our true agorist society. I think. Um, but there are, you know, these these things do end. Um, so that's that's the white pill. 
but yet North Korea. I mean, it's a great example to say what if it became, but it it isn't. It hasn't. It is possibly the worst place on earth to live right now. Yeah, it's certainly one of the worst, isn't it? I mean, I mean you this... hear about that. I mean, they, they... Yemen's pretty awful. Haiti's not great. Um... Right. Yes. I... But do they? Is there is there a general fear that the government knows what you're thinking? Because that's what they have in North Korea. They make you believe that the government can hear your thoughts. What? And they 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 take away your ability. They, they, to be honest, they probably do because they take away your ability to think to the point where you yes. can't even answer basic questions like what is your favourite colour? Yes. They have no idea. They've yes. got no concept of favourites yeah. or anything like that. That's why I'm saying so, it's quite possibly the worst place yeah. to be. Yeah. Uh, and, and and I suppose um, I'm, I'm meaning that in the sense that to grow up and live there. If you or I were transported there, then it would be fundamentally different because we would know the truth, so to speak, and we would, we would probably be able to get by. But, but it's been generations now. But it, exactly, um, that's what's so horrific about about that. That there's this institutionalized yeah. horror. But then, if you'd have if you'd have talked about the Soviet Union in 1988, you'd probably would probably be having the same conversation. Well, uh, probably earlier than that, because I think you're you're seeing the start of the breakdown during then. But. Yeah. The, so that where okay, what was the who was the because um, you got perestroika and everything and yeah but i remember there were conversations with uh and michael malice talks about this in fact i need to get his so his his book should be out soon it's the, 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 oh is it going you out he's got the white pill which is all about um all okay. about the soviet union right. um it's like i think it's like nine tenths awful as in not awful not not badly written just about the atrocities about of the, the awful soviet things. union and then it's like the end is like you know how it, how it, it ended and, and, yeah. and, and look what happened afterwards um, but there were there were times when like when um, I think when when the Berlin Wall was failing, there were like people who were interviewed like the day before and the week before and stuff, and you know people saying, "No, nah, this is you know it's never going to fall." I, I, you know, just asking questions, saying, "You know, I don't think it's going to you know the, the GDR is going to be around forever." They're like, "Don't be so stupid! It's going to be around for a lot a, a lot longer yet." And yeah. yet, it, you know, yet it it, it fell. Um, so I don't think you know. Let's say the mid eighties. You you know, if we were around then, we wouldn't have been predicted that. That communism would have failed all over Europe, and, yes. and in you know, in ten years' time, it would have been a you know night and day. Mm. So, it's it can. I mean, I, you've got to look at the reasons, though. You've got to look at how and why that happened. Um, I mean, we're talking about something that obviously was unsustainable, but it was really unsustainable. Um, the is the only reason. North Korea is still the way it is because it's being propped up by China. Yeah, and it's not, you know, it's, it's not just China. There are a few, you know, they take aid packages, don't they, from lots of countries. And it's difficult to know whether that's the right thing to do or not because in the in the short term, it's like we're we're saving. Oh, yeah. There are artificial famines, I don't and think it ever is. we're we're sa- you know we, you'll be saving individuals' I, lives. Uh, yes, but in the long term, I know you're propping up the e- most evil regime on earth. I know that you have to be guilty of then dealing in abstractions which we don't like to do but it can't it's, it's not the long term right thing to do these 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 regimes have to fail we what if the uk and the us had continually propped up the soviet union mm. 
with with food and with aid uh, and with whatever, um, that would have been objectively worse in the long term. It has to have been. Don't you think? Because people would have just continued to live under that fear and that tyranny. Yeah, what if the, what if the Cold War would have ended and we'd have said, you know what, we'll help you. Your citizens are starving. We'll give you this. And then obviously they're not going to tell them that this, 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 this food and grain yeah. isn't from America. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, would have, that would have kept them going. Um, yeah. I, I, think, um, I think aid in that, aid in the sense that everyone knows about it, government aid. I mean, look, government doesn't spend any money wisely. And even, even stuff that supposedly goes to help these people is mostly going to rapists and paedophiles and, and people who, who gravitate to these situations because they want to get the money and spend it for themselves. So the aid agencies are all corrupt. Yeah, this, the stuff they talk about that's happened in Haiti. No, it's, it's horrific. Is Absolutely awful. horrific. And, and these are, this is, this is organisations like the Red Cross. I bet, you know, I've talked before about how the FDA should be, you should be able to trust <laughs> the FDA because they're the ones regulating what goes in your body, the chemicals and the products and the food. So the, the same applies to these aid agencies. They're, they're there when people are at their, at their lowest point, where they're homeless, where they've, they've been, they're, they're, their countries have been ravaged by natural disasters and famine. Unfortunately, you get people. They get the who, worst who, people. Unfortunately, you get people who prey on the vulnerable. So, oh, what a great job! I'm just going to be yes. constantly surrounded by vulnerable people. Yeah, and they don't go, do a good job of, of vetting them. No, but these regimes do end. <laughs> okay, so I don't, I don't, and you know, and, and I, I admit I can't see at the moment how North Korea will end. But that's not to say that it will go. On well, forever, okay, because none of them so, last forever. So let's talk about how the UK regime my end how do you see a country like the uk with a great deal of interdependency which is very different from north korea which has at best dependency in terms of financial system and all the rest how do you see this regime ending well again again do you mean do you mean ending or do you mean changing into something else into something into something more liberal, let's say, not just changing into a technocratic, yeah. you know, <laughs> change, not changing for the worse. No, know, change, no, changing for the better. In in our terms, changing for the better. All evidence shows that it's only ever gone in one direction. So this change you're talking of would have to be more revolutionary. Yeah, it's okay. So there was the, indus- a- there was the industrial revolution. Um, yeah. You know, if, if things like oh, okay, so like us talking about free energy, for example. Yeah. So th- I was going I was to mention free energy. Things yeah. like if suddenly three D three D printers got a lot better and a lot cheaper, and you can, you know, that would that would be an absolute game changer. You know, if suddenly what's well, happening? Get, yeah, but it, let's just say that that takes like you know leaps and bounds. Oh, what? So that you literally every house had one. Yeah, you they, they, a new, they cost utensil. You just they cost, printed it. They cost fifty quid, and yep. you know, and and spare parts. Gun patterns become <laughs> become a lot better. Um, yeah, spare part for anything. Bosh, there you go, straight away. Yeah, if we got into metallic three D printing, for example. Well, I think I can. 
Yeah, but I'm saying again, but affordable, scale affordable, down. Yeah. Um, you just buy and quick. You know, yeah, you buy your block of metal, <laughs> stick it in there like a like a print cartridge, uh, and then you can yeah have a replacement spoon. Yeah, or, or whatever you want. Well, there'd be much more uses than that. Yeah, yeah, and it's powered by you. It's powered by your free energy. That would be a game changer. I mean, even if 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 they if they try to implement the the digital currency. The central bank digital currency, and people say, you know what, fuck that, and we're just gonna, you know, there, there's there's a certain amount of people using crypto, a certain amount of people using, um, uh, you know, gold, Cash, silver. Metals, yeah. Even it might be, you know, there've been there've been instances in, I think in in Catalonia or somewhere where they were like they were using, they're like, we're not using euros anymore. We're going to use this old Spanish currency between these dates. This is now legal tender in this in this area. They've all just agreed with it yes. for themselves, and they're just changing hands. Yeah, just that money's just changing hands, you know. And the government can do nothing. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't that. So when you and I were younger, I I certainly remember talking to old people like this. And, and even when I was my first job, not my first job, one of the first jobs was working in a call center, mm-hmm. and uh, I was dealing with the old industrial branch policies, which are mainly kind of old, you know, old people. Um, what had these policies? You're talking um, about the insurance industry. Insurance, yeah, insurance. Um, and uh, you know, th- you'd get people on the phone, and they'd be so they'd be paying their insurance man every week or every month or whatever in cash, and it was like, yeah, I need. This I, is I, the I, man I, from the Prue, isn't it? Well, this was in the Pearl. But yeah. I'm saying it's same, that, the same yes, thing. Yeah, I, I only ever, I only ever pay him in cash. Not a word to the tax man, because because <laughs> it was that was just the thing. It's like you know. We we have we we deal in cash. We don't yeah. we don't want the tax man taking taking yeah taking our hard earned hard earned money. You know these are the people who still had wadges of cash under the under the mattress. Literally under the mattress. Yeah. And old people who were old when we were younger still did that. So that needs to come back. Well, and that's the problem. It went. The Th- things things come and go. Things come and go. The pendulum can can possibly switch the you know, switch the other yeah. way. Well, I you see. Do you think that actually the best time to introduce a central bank digital currency would have been when the currency, the existing currency, is strong? Now, I think the, one of the issues that they've got is that it's they're at shit or bust territory, and it and they and we will reject the shit. And therefore, will go bust. Yes, but that's only because if they if they could have done that, I don't. Think the technology wasn't there, so if they could have done it when it was stronger, I think they would have done. But they could have done it right. The technology, they could have done it five years ago. Yeah, but it was still it was still shit. What was still shit? Bitcoin. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, Bitcoin's been around for a long no, time. No, 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 no. The state of currencies. They'd already been quantitative easing for years. Yes. So but it's like it hasn't been the currencies and the, the dollar hasn't been in a strong position since the 60s. I'm just talking relative terms. Like it has limped on for another five years. Yeah, but they also don't forget they want their. It's not just a digital currency. They want their social credit score and all that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, and that hasn't been around for that long. No. You know they they they, they need everyone to have iPhones or the equivalent to be able to have the app so they can track them. They want the social credit score. They want security yeah. cameras everywhere and the digital currency. As well, so it's not just they didn't just want Bitcoin. Mm. Government Bitcoin, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so we we are back to the two things we've mentioned before then: money and energy. 
Yeah. They are the game changers. Yeah. They are the absolute game changers. Take them away from the state, and the state has to, at, at best, change. No, that's the wrong way around. At best, wither. <laughs> at worst, change. But it really would, the fundamental parts of it would have to wither mm. if it didn't have the control over these things. I mean, I, I still, I, I love the idea that if, the, if there is an energy revolution, akin to the industrial revolution in the way you're, but, but more so, that it would, and it's clean energy, that it would so nullify the green agenda that they just have nowhere to go. They'd have nowhere to go. It, there isn't a way of scaring people, bearing in mind that they have hooked their entire argument on carbon. And if you create a carbonless fuel that doesn't, that they're a completely non-polluting carbonless fuel, they, they've got nothing. You get to go, they go doing exactly what you need. If they, it wouldn't even, if, if they pushed things too far and things get too bad, it could be a really filthy fuel and they wouldn't have to do anything. They, they wouldn't be able to do anything. I think people are close to that Because now. people will be so desperate. Yeah, I don't think they're a million miles away. No. I mean, you and I can afford our energy bills, but there are people who can't. Yeah. Um, so if they get a choice to have some kind of cheap energy, whether it's filthy yes. or not, I'm going to feed my family. And, that, and that's an interesting one, isn't it? Because they don't have an alternative. They've been pushing energy alternatives, solar, wind, etc. And you don't, Solar, you have to invest in yourself, and obviously there've been government subsidies, etc., etc. It's been going yeah, on for a while. Yeah, but you still have to spend thousands. Of course, don't you? but you can't invest in wind. You're just told that the energy is wind, and that the energy company sorts that out. So it's not something that's it, again. It, it's very abstract to the to the person. Um, but you introduce something, you, as you say, something else that they can actually acquire themselves. Because again, you can't get access to nukes, so you can't just. Yet. <laughs> again, that would be another one. Yeah, if, be an absolute game changer, wouldn't it? It really would. If miniaturized uh, nuclear reactors, the kind of ones that we could share in the street or whatever, um, that would be the other. That would be the other one. Where are the hydrogen fuel cells? Like hydrogen fuel, the waste product is water. It's. You, you can transport it in a tank. It acts essentially the same way that petrol does now in your car, in that you would go and fill it up, and then you'd use it, it would run out, and you'd go and fill it up again. So in terms of having an infrastructure already to deal with something like that, obviously you can't just go start putting liquid hydrogen into the petrol tanks in petrol stations, but the infrastructure is very, very similar. Do you think? Do you think people are still scared of hydrogen because of the R one hundred one, the Hindenburg, the Hindenburg? And do you think? That um, was, do you think that was? I don't actually. I I don't. I think. Or you think that was a, a, the start of the war on hydrogen? I, I don't, I'm just I'm just positing that as yeah. as not outside the realms of possibility. No, no, completely. Um, but I think hydrogen is useful and clean, and we can't have that. I. I think you'd struggle to find people. Um, you know, Zennials and Generation Z that have heard of the Hindenburg. I think that memory is gone. Is it? Because it was everyone knew about it when we were at school. We were we were it was drummed into us into school. Yeah. No. Is it not? Is it not drummed into them now? 
I don't I don't think so. I'm gonna I'm gonna test this mm. on my stuff. Um but I think that's the kind of thing that people won't won't resonate anymore. Right, okay. I don't I don't think they've been carrying that one on. Okay. I, maybe they don't think they need to. Because green's here now. Of course mm. you've got to be green, of course you've got to decarbonize. The the there is no hydrogen lobby. We're talking about hydrogen right now. When was the last time you heard anyone talk about hydrogen as a fuel, as a clean, safe fuel? Would have been 10 years ago on Top Gear. Yes. Yeah, where James May drove the car and he had the, the blue ball in front of him. Yeah. Just, just kind of showing yep. him how efficient he was being. Yeah. That must have been 10 years ago. Oh, more 10 years than ago. 10. 15, 15 years ago. Years ago. Yeah. yeah. But where, where that technology mm. should have developed, probably has developed, has been suppressed... Don't know. I mean, we we don't we don't need any of this stuff. You could just you could just do use counter economics and just use everything that we have. And yep. just if people if people woke up, I think the, the question you're possibly asking is what would take what would people what would it take for people to wake up? Well, yeah, what would it take people different? to act in the way that you described older the older yeah. generation to do in terms of having a natural distrust of the government and wanting mm. to avoid tax as much as possible? I don't know how they won over the. I suppose you're talking right. Right, the first generation that didn't do that were Boomers. our parents' Boomers. generation. So those who did live through the war were the ones who still had that notion. So our grandparents' generation, but the generation down, how did they get convinced that they didn't need cash under the mattress anymore? Um. I guess so. I'm, and this is that's when it must have started. Sure, purely from a British and possibly an American point of view, they had it reasonably. They had, they had it reasonably well, the boom didn't years. they? The, you know, they had. They, you know, they they would have. But they be able their, to But their parents were there going. Oh, they should do like this. That's what I find odd. Yeah, don't 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 be stupid, Dad. I've got my own house and family, and my wife's at right. home, and I've got a, a you know my kids are at, at a nice I, school. I'm affluent. Got a nice... I can afford the tax. Yes. Mm. So it's affluence that is. Yeah. Well, affluence and inflation, because again, we've had the most inflation ever mm. um, in that in that period. Come off the gold standard, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Massive expansion of credit, but by this that time, generation suddenly had credit cards. But by this time, they've all got houses, and then suddenly, like yes. house prices are increasing. So, like, oh, I'm, I'm now I'm really now rich again. Wealthy, and then the eighties was the introduction of the credit card. Yeah. So you don't need you don't need cash anymore. Again, this is the the war on cash has had many phases to it, hasn't it? And we're now at the point where you can walk in with your phone. You don't even need a card. You can manage your entire account. On this little app on your phone and just send it digitally to people and then the next step is well, the government will do that for you <laughs> yeah you can just use this technology that we're going to manage and well and we'll link it with your health records yeah which is exactly what david ike said <laughs> in 1998 in the 90s yeah he was be, a little early be interesting to see who got what right first between him and Alex Jones because they were both bang on weren't they yeah yeah canaries in the coal ago. mine they were I, I, I don't know too much about David Icke 
Um, no, only that if I now see him speaking, and actually, if you go back and listen to his to stuff he did say then, I don't I don't consider him to be a a, a, a rambling. Um, he was uh, yeah, incoherent person. The, in in the nineties, if you if you, if you look, there, there are clips going around of him talking in the nineties, mm. and he's very very eloquent back then as well. He doesn't yeah. sound like a, a lunatic. He's been, he's just been, he's just had the hatchet job. Early, early form of cancellation. Yeah, I yeah. So with him, he he's the lizard guy, isn't he? Well, he's not the lizard, the liz- but the he, lizard talk, people he talks guy. about yeah. I I don't know if that's literal or not. Yeah, I need it to, could be because I know lots I'm of people who've enough. talked about lizard people, but they're just they're just meaning it as in the ruling. We're talking as like a you know the way to describe the ruling class. Yes, they don't they don't mean they're actually lizards. Yeah, I don't know if he's like that. It could be that that was part of the hatchet job. Why not? He thinks they're actually lizards, and then people and then it just needs enough people to 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 you know to believe that about him. And yeah, that's it. He's cancelled. So I don't I don't know. I'll, I don't know. He he is one of the earliest forms of cancellation. Don't you oh, think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that they they did that on him really well. Um, the interview with Wogan. Yes. Do you remember that? I don't remember the content. I just remember it happening. Yeah. Well, that would have been uh, very early nineties, wouldn't it? Probably. Like yeah. Ninety-one, ninety-two, something like that. Yeah. I wonder if that's online. It must be. Yeah, we should find that. I should find that. Yeah, but yeah, that was yeah. An early hatchet job was done on him. Yeah. Um, the, the the blueprint for what was going to happen later on. Yeah. But yeah, so you can, if people choose to wake up, they can. If I, so, I'm, I'm reading what I'm, I'm. I'm not reading actually. I'm, they don't think they can. No, but I'm 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 half reading, half listening to Atlas Shrugged again. Okay. I've got it on Audible, and it's like. 65 hours or something I'm like bloody hell really yeah I'm like 10 hours in barely scratched the surface but I know I know the book anyway and I'm, yeah. I'm, there are bits where I'm kind of I'm kind of reading it sure and then um, skipping uh, forward yes just just skipping forward in fact I've got it actually because I was doing that with the actual book but then I remembered I've got it in my Kindle and you can kind of sync them so mm. I can actually kind of read a bit and then on my Kindle can yes. start where the sorry on the audiobook can start where the Kindle l- leaves off but there are bits where there, and it's it's pretty it's pretty authoritarian in uh, yeah in in America and uh, in in Atlas Shrugged. Um, but there are these people who just they're they're completely free, they're completely free, and they just act like free men, and it's it's brilliant. And I just think we need to have these yeah you know these these contacts and these people that we just as as far as you possibly can. We will act as as free agents, yeah. and and yeah, they, and and they get shit done. Um, mm. You know, they just don't do it with, you know, with, with anyone's knowledge. And it's just, you know, what I'll deal with you, you'll deal with me, and nobody will be any the wiser because people have got no idea what's going on. Mm. Um, James and- Corbett is quite good on this. If you read much of his stuff, no, he's no. he's good. He's been releasing stuff recently about um, about food uh, and about how to. You know, because yeah, there's a war on food and how to how to get around. He very much talks about um, those kind of agorist ways. He, he's he's very much a counter economics guy. Brilliant. 
um, and, and gives you the ideas. Gives you you can do it differently. It's gonna. It's, of course, it's hard work. Well, you should read. You should read alongside Night as well. That's a that's a brilliant book. That's like the, the it's like an agorist Atlas shrugged, but it'll take you a, a, a weekend to read. Right. Okay. As opposed to um, you know, as opposed to a couple of weeks. Well, in fact, that no, no, shrugged to me weeks because you you don't just read it. You've got to read it and think about think it. Think about it. Yeah. Um, but alongside Night, you could read in a day if you wanted to. Okay. It's only it's only short. It's brilliant. Really, really good. Okay. So okay, yeah, it, that, that's the white point. You need to read these books and, and uh, yeah, and put it into actual practice. It is difficult. There's no two ways about it. It's difficult. What we have traded is freedom for convenience in so many different ways, and we've got to get past the convenience to the point where it is convenient again to be free, because we've set up the systems that are free and convenient. It's just, it, they aren't mutually exclusive, but they are in our kind of current, our current age, and that's what we've got to do. Yeah, imagine just going going with your phone and paying, paying on pirate chain, or Monero. It's the combination of the two, isn't it? It's a it's a free something, but with the same yeah, and no tax structures of convenience. <laughs> no tax, please. If you've enjoyed this edition of Sounding Board, make sure you subscribe on your favourite podcast platform and visit soundingboard.com to see all our audio recordings, videos and blogs. We don't want your money, but you can support Sounding Board by giving us a great review and sharing us with the people you know. If you have an idea for a topic of conversation, why not join us in our Telegram channel at t.me forward slash soundingboard. See you next time.